The RPG After Years is part of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network. Find out more at probablywork.com. Welcome to the RPG After Years, your weekly show covering all things RPGs from the past, present, and future. This is episode 68. I'm Scott. I'm Rich. And holy smokes, Rich. It's been a little bit too long since we've been together, but uh, (laughs) never fear. We're going to get back and we're rocking and rolling with our E3 reactions because E3 happened somehow. (laughs) So we're just going to jump right back into it. I miss you. But before we cover all that ish, let's catch up. Before we uh, do that real quick, I just wanted to say that um, sorry that we didn't have an actual real episode for a couple of weeks. It's been a tumultuous time in, uh, I think, definitely my life, but I think Rich's too. Um, yep. We just, we our schedules were not lining up. Rich was no longer available on Sundays, which is when we normally record and uh, I just we just couldn't make it work. You know, life happens. Um, but hopefully y'all enjoyed Rich's little bonus mini-sode thing he did. <laughs> it was just quick. Just want to tell you guys how we felt. Just put some content. I was lonely. Some kind of content out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess we'll just talk about, we'll talk about our life and catch up and shit in general. Uh, it won't take too long. But uh, let's go ahead and kick things off. Rich, what have you been playing? Oh, man, it's a big, big list. Um, When I looked at it, I'm like, wow, I did not do much. Um, In the past three weeks, I I already see what you wrote down. This is the only thing you've done in three weeks? Yep. Shame. Shame. Yeah, I know shame. Um, But I did something just for you guys. Um, First thing was I decided to play Dino Crisis. I love that game. The first one? I love that game. Yeah, yeah, I really like that game. Just that feel of, you know, dinosaurs and, like, Capcom. It's a, it's a great one. I was really hoping for the Dino Christ remake from Capcom, but nope, didn't happen. So I got Another the urge to do the it. Sky, rich I dream. Know. I mean, that would I be. Know. I would love that as well. I was also. I loved that first Dino Crisis game. Uh, now funny. going back to it though, I'm starting to look at it as like, wow, this has just been reskinned uh, Resident Evil. That it's Resident Evil, but dinosaurs. You're exactly yeah. right. Yeah, uh, it's just been reskinned. Right. So uh, I'm having fun with that. How, you haven't beaten it yet, right? No, not yet. I, I know think... that in that game, you can pick, like, alliances. Not alliances, but, like, you got two partners, and you can kind of pick, like, which yeah. one. Uh, who have you been siding with, generally? I've been siding with um, Rick. No. Is it Rick? Rick's the black one, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Guy. I've sided with Rick. I've said, fuck Gail. Cause that guy's a, a tool bag. Yeah. I so think I, I like Rick better too. Yeah. He's more funny. Um, and he does the right thing. Whereas Gail is like, he's got some shady shit going on. I don't remember all the details, but he was definitely like the hard ass guy. Like he, yeah, he would definitely never mind. Not going to say that. Almost said something political. Don't you say <laughs> he, he would definitely be the person that would leave you to die. So, yeah. um, but yeah, so I've, I've been playing that. I've been enjoying it. Um, I did something just for you, Scott and Corey. Just for playing. us. Yes, yeah, just for you guys. Um, plus, it's been everywhere. I've been seeing it all over the freaking place. Um, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Okay, so um, how far are you? I have done, I think, three temples. Wait, like the main dungeons, or do you mean the shrines? The shrines, oh, okay. I guess. So I'm still, very beginning. You're still on the plateau, then. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Okay. I've just been told to gather these spirits in order to get my paraglider from this old man that won't tell me thing, anything. He's just like, you can get this paraglider. I'll give it to you if you get those three other or four other temples done. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to spoil anything for you, um, but just know that once you get that fourth uh, spirit, then you basically get to leave the plateau, and then mm-hmm. the entire world is open to you, and you can do whatever you want. Um, okay. A lot of people okay. struggle with that because a lot of people don't like games where you're given no direction, I guess. But the game does give you like story waypoints. So like if you want to just go straight for the story, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not how Corey and I played. We like fucking you know traversed the world and like slowly just did shit as we found it. But um, yeah. So what do you think so far though? I know you're still really early. It's not bad. I mean, I shot um, those weird. What are the pig looking things? The goblins. Cob- yeah, I shot them in the face with a bow and arrow a lot. That's kind of fun. Well, yeah, that's cool. um, I have killed myself several times. I will also tell you that the beginning of the game is um, the hardest part, I would say. Yeah, I've set okay. myself on fire. <laughs> I have fallen off a bridge. I have drowned. I have fallen off a cliff. And I that's have exactly. exploded myself. Okay. Well, uh, the, every, all Breath of the Wild players know your pain, so... Yeah, it feels like a Dark Souls. I don't know if that's... It's like a cartoony Dark Souls. <laughs> I guess to, I could see that. that. It's not that hard. Uh, but to like, me, once you start amassing your equipment and you have all your runes, which you will by the time you end the uh, the plateau, it's like... It, it starts to seem not that bad, I guess, difficulty-wise. I um, mean, the puzzles and stuff aren't that hard in the, in the shrines. Yeah. yeah, you'll see. We'll see. Oh, good. <laughs> but I hope you stick Good, I'm with so it. Glad but, I'm doing this. But it, I mean, if you like it, I hope you stick with it. I kind of like it. It's not bad. It's my first real Zelda game I've ever played. Yeah. I don't think I've ever played a Zelda game. Like I think. Okay, I take the back. I think I've played the first one, uh, just briefly on my Switch. Part of that whole like nin- uh, Nintendo Classic thing. Yeah. But that's it. I didn't really do much. Okay. So I can't really say I've played a true like a full blown Zelda game and beaten it. So. We kind of talked about this in the Discord, but that's kind of funny because Breath of the Wild is probably the least Zelda Zelda game there is. <laughs> I'm going to count it. I'm playing a Zelda game so they can just bite me. Absolutely. So, and we'll talk about um, Breath of the Wild a little bit more in, yes. in just a bit. So. <laughs> yeah. You're you're up now cuz I don't have anything else. Okay. I'm sad. So, I actually went easy on my list. I 
I've said previously I want to stop talking about every single game I've played since last time we did this segment. So I just put the ones that I know that I played this week. <laughs> um, so I've been, I've still been streaming some Nautica, and I know I've gushed about it on the podcast at least once before, I think. But, dude, I love this game. I love it, love it, love it. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure exactly why. Um, I know part of it's because I love, like, marine life and underwater shit. Uh, but You've been getting far in that stuff. I, I've seen some of the streams. I pop in when I can. And yeah, you're you're having a good time with it. Yeah, I I love it. And honestly, like when I'm not playing some Nautica, I'm like can't wait till next time I get to play some Nautica because <laughs> I'm streaming it, so I gotta wait. <laughs> um, but uh, I could talk for a long time about that game. Um, also been playing Resident Evil Six. Corey and I made it through the uh, Chris's campaign, so we've done Leon's and we've done Chris's. So now we have. Jake's and Ada's remaining. This is the longest fucking Resident Evil game of all time. <laughs> it is very long, for sure, because yeah. they break it out in chunks, mm-hmm. and it's got a weird ass story to it. It's unfortunate. I remember, not to dive too deep into it right now, but I remember before the game came out, it was like, oh, Chris and Leon are going to meet in this one. Ada's coming back too, and she's being falsely accused of shit she didn't do, and they're even bringing back. Sherry Birkin from the little girl from Resident Evil 2 who we haven't heard anything about in forever and it's like yep. oh my god this is going to be like the coolest Resident Evil story ever and then it's, it's not and then it's not <laughs> it's not at all it is very it's felt forced like I did like Leon stuff and reasons why what was happening with that and the president dies and all that but it felt really forced yeah so have you got to the you haven't got to the ending yet have you uh, I finished Leon's and Chris's, but like I said, I still got the the other two campaigns. Yeah. Um, and, and it's kind of sad because I can tell, like, the game is pretty polished for the most part, and you could tell they put a lot of effort into making this game. And it's just like they needed they needed some more time in the oven. I don't know. Yes, they did. They really did need more time, but they just kept going with it. They were hoping to make a story. The uh, the Sherry and Jake is his name. Yeah, Wesker's son. That was weird. Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, that pulls out. Wesker has a son. Okay, um, explain that. Right. <laughs> Hopefully, it does. Uh, like I said, I haven't played that part yet. Um, also, been playing Final Fantasy two a little bit on stream. I and I just got past Deist Cavern. Um, I still there's not a whole lot to say about the game. That it, it, it's fine. I like it better than Final Fantasy one. Um, but it's not very exciting to play. Or watch, um, and I'm just like trying to get through it for my goal of you know finishing every Final Fantasy. Been playing Disgaea for the podcast. Bill has already finished it several weeks ago. He keeps yeah. trying to delay the next Golden Years game for my sake, so I can play it with him. Which is what's the uh, next one? Live Alive, or Live a Live, or whatever it's called. Um, which I'm actually excited to play, but at this rate, I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to get there because I cannot finish this fucking Disgaea game because it's fucking hard and the grind wall is real i can't do it well <laughs> i take that back i can't do it i don't have the time to grind is what i'm saying i need to just be able to plow through the story and the game won't let me uh, it's yeah not my cup of tea it, i like the game generally it's just like the level curve is not fair um but i could rant about that all day it's like it's like the game is like forcing me to not like it almost if that makes sense 
Yes. Um, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, been playing Pokemon sword. I got through the Isla armor DLC. Well, the first like two thirds of it. And then it may, and then I got through the post game main story, which I actually liked a lot. I thought that the post game story was like better than the main game story. Kind of. Hmm. <laughs> and, um, Corey started playing Paper Mario Color Splash, which is the one on the Wii U, not the new one. I kind of forced him to play that one before we got to Origami King because we've played all the other ones, um, and it's been it's been fun. I like I think the game's generally cool, but it's not it ain't what Paper Mario used to be. And I, I know you don't know what I'm talking about, but anybody out there who knows Paper Mario knows what I mean. Not to join. I don't the, know anything. Yeah, the opinion that everybody else has. We also started the Last Guardian, which is technically an RPG. Okay. If you, if it would probably pass my RPG test anyway. I was really excited to play this. I have been for years, and you know, this is the game that like was in development hell forever by the developers yes. of the Shadow of the Colossus. Finally came out uh, on the PS4, and it's okay. It's very beautiful. It's a very pretty game, but it doesn't play very well. I'm I'm constantly like, now what the fuck do I do now? <laughs> Even in the couple first couple of hours, I felt like I got stuck like three or four times, and I was like, I think I need to look it up. <laughs> Just look it up. It's yeah. fine. Uh, but I'm going to keep plowing through that. Corey be, uh, actually beat Persona 5 Strikers. <laughs> I think my final thought on that game is kind of what I've been saying all along. I really like that it was a true sequel to Persona 5. And it had a story and all that. Um, very polished Warriors game. But it just doesn't... The story doesn't really come together in the end for me. It didn't for me anyway. And it doesn't really stand up to how great the first game's story was. But but the thing is, though, like, Corey beat it. He's not on the show right now for him to play the horn. So does well, it count? For him. I still okay, watched fine. him play the whole thing. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, and he said, earns the honk. Yeah. He said it... Um, that it, the gameplay was really fun, so I, I trust him on that. Okay. And then finally, um, we started hanging out with my hairstylist because we're like friends outside of me actually getting my hair do- did. And um, she she really wanted us to play Days Gone. Apparently, she loves that game. And so it's not bad. Yeah, have you, I forgot you played it. I've I've played a little bit of it, not much. Yeah. So, but what I've seen of it, it's been pretty good. We're still pretty early on too. Um, but it's a, it's better than I thought it was going to be so far, just because in general, the res- the feeling I get from everybody, the reception of the get to the game was like, it's okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's, was a sleeper hit for a lot of people. So it, as you guys know that there was probably, there was a big deal with, you know, days gone two was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden um, they stopped doing that and did something else. And people were like really pissed off. And the director came out and said, if you like the game, why didn't you pay full price for it? Yeah. When it first came out. So I think we that covered was, that news story, didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah. we did. Cause that was, Oh yeah. That was the same time that they announced the last of us remake or yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'm reserving judgment for now, but I, I, I'm liking it more than I thought I would. And that, that could be because my bar was not very high, but um, yeah, we'll, see, we'll see how that goes. Now, since we done did this last time, I've played other games, but those are the only ones that I decided to talk about this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
is there any like life updates you want to share since it's been three weeks or anything like that, Rich? Any, I mean, you don't have to. Um, I mean, I, I did my powerlifting meet last week. Um, that did not go very well. That's I say. I don't think you told me about that. No, I did. I, I did not. I mean, I dropped. Okay, so with respect to everybody else, in the last year, I've dropped 40 pounds, like in weight. Everybody knows that. Um, so I've dropped three-way classes. Um, the last week, thank you, the last week before the competition, I decided for some God reason to drop, cut weight a little bit more to get me on right to that third weight class, the 181-pound weight class. When I was doing my big cut, like prior to deciding, like I think back in December, maybe January, I weighed 174. So, you know, last couple weeks ago, I said, oh, I'm going to try to do this, get back down to 180, 81 and see what happens. I'm, I'm not doing that again. I think that really jacked with me because I dropped 10 pounds in a week. Wow. Yeah. You're doing like the crazy, like carb and water cycling shit though, right? Somewhat. I mean, I drank two gallons of water a day. Okay. And peed all the time. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it was fine. I still got my food intake in, um, but I didn't do so good. My at the competition, I was able to do try to match the weights that I lifted when I weighed 220 pounds. Mm-hmm. I was kind of close. Um, theoretically, based on the, the the Wilkes score on how like based on your what you weigh and how much weight you lift total, I'm stronger at my weight now than I was heavier. Interesting. By like five by like five points. So I don't know. But now the goal is I've switched to bodybuilding. So with my trainer, I the guy who does my nutrition, he now does my coaching for my bodybuilding stuff. Interesting. So the goal is to get bigger. Okay. To get back to two hundred pounds. I was about to I was just about to say that um I for some reason I've I've probably complained about this on the show already. I've gained like 15, maybe 20 pounds this year. I don't know where you did that because I can't <laughs> see it. I appreciate that. Um, but so so now that I, I did that, we're almost the same weight. <laughs> uh, but you're happy and I'm sad. So uh, Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you get to eat what you want, whereas I'm over here daydreaming about pizza. Yeah, I'm not really worried about muscle until I get to like the, the, the leanness that I want, per se. So... Um, uh, I, I, I apologize if I've talked about this on the show before, but as far as my life updates, um, th- some crazy shit happened with me. Um, I got a new job, but then like I managed to leverage that into keeping my current job with a, ra- a raise and like 100% remote and all that shit. Wait so, a minute. Hold time out. Time out. I don't remember that part. I thought you just got a new job. It's possible. Did we I talk about that? It's possible I didn't tell you, but I thought I could have sworn I did. But anyway, you might have, uh, but I missed it. <laughs> yeah. Oops. So I got the new job, and I, because you know, I I was looking for a hundred percent remote job. That's been a goal. Yes, I knew that. Years, and I never thought my current one would go that way. And uh, the whole goal behind that was that so Corey and I can move to the beach. And um, so I got this new job. It seemed great. Yeah, talked went back and forth with it about whether or not to take it. I called my boss, who's been my boss for eight year, eight years, ever since I got out of college. Great guy, um, and I, you know, I turned in my two weeks, and he accepted it and all that. Very next day, he calls me saying, uh, "What if we can make you 100% remote today? You can move to Florida tomorrow if you wanted." And I was like, "Okay." 
I would be an idiot not to, you know? Yeah. Um, cause I've had, like I said, I've had this job for eight years. I'm paid well and it's, um, but there's things I don't like about it, but like on, with the raise and, and all the other like perks included is like, it would be insane not to. So I'm staying at that job and, uh, Corey and I went to Tampa a couple weeks ago. I think that was the first, maybe the reason the first time we had to have the Patreon bonus episode. Yes. Uh, and uh, we found a place and we're moving it like just a few weeks from now, maybe like a month from now, July 23rd, something like that. Um, so I will be your beach Scott soon. <laughs> he's, le- he's moving further away from me. The chance of me seeing him has just decreased by like 10%. You would have to fly regardless. That's so, fine. Um, just think about it this way. This time you get to fly to the beach and, and a pool. So That's right. <laughs> um, hey. Yeah. Rich in the tank top. We're really excited, but like you get, you guys know that, um, I, I, I don't know. It's just the next little bit in the podcast might be continue to be tumultuous. We're going to try to keep content rolling out, but just give us some grace, please. Yes. I'm just, I mean, this is something that you've been talking about for the last couple of years. Like, we've talked about this for probably two, three years now. Have you moving? Yeah, moving like, to you've the been beach has been it. something I've been wanting to do, like, my entire life. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, just my, my current job is so good, it made it really hard to leave. Um, and, and so, it's like, it's finally happening. Like, I'm so happy, you know? Yay. I just, I knew you were moving. I just did not know that you kept the other job. <laughs> I think you might have said something, but I'm like, I don't remember talking about that at one point. I just knew that you got a new job. You might have been working then, or something. And, and like I said, it's possible I forgot to mention it to you or something. Eh. Unless Jay shows up there and says, like, I don't remember you telling me that either. <laughs> yeah. He knows because so. I talked to him a lot about, like, what was the right decision and shit because, you know, he's in the same field as me and all that. Oh, yeah. But, he's he's a good person to talk to about all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Jay, for those wondering, like, when the hell are we going to see – are you going to hear Jay's voice again? I killed um, him. He no, <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, no, the uh, Jay has completed his move. He's settled back in. Everything is hunky dory, as far as I know. Um, we we probably could have have had him on today's episode if we wanted to, and, and planned ahead of time. But next, the next couple episodes should theoretically be the World of Final Fantasy review. And so we decided, you know, let's just have like a clean break after the World of Final Fantasy review. We go into our next era of RPG after years or whatever, and we'll bring we'll bring Jay back. So is he going to join us with the RPG club? I haven't asked. I assume I, I assumed I, so, but because I knew he wasn't going to do the World of Final Fantasy because he was in the middle of that move stuff. So um, I, I miss him. I miss his long I hair. I feel like he would at least try it. Like, you know, as the hosts of this show, we're, we, we're pretty obligated. Like, we would have to have a really good reason not to. <laughs> Wild arms. I just like, fuck it. I'm done. I'm not doing this. Yeah. <laughs> that was my reason. But I've Speaking stuck together of, with the rest of them. Yeah. Actually, I didn't even, this is how bad of a uh, co-host I am. You just gave me the perfect segue, and I almost missed it. RPG Club. Um, so yes, the world of final fantasy RPG club has concluded several weeks ago and we have not done nominations and we've even done our voting for what the next RPG club game will be. For those that don't know, the RPG club is like a book club segment that we do every other week. We all as a community, including the listeners play a certain section of an RPG and then we talk about it in the show. Um, 
So the 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 voting actually ended up in a tie between Final Fantasy 13 and Secret of Mana. But neither were my end, picks. Yeah. Uh, Again, I think Bill nominated FF13 surprisingly because he thought there was no chance it would win. I but thought that was that, Corey. Oh no, it wasn't. Never Corey mind. Corey nominated 13 too, and uh, Secret of Mana was nominated by uh, Frost. But in the end, the winner was by one vote. Secret of Mana. So, uh, I was actually, I think, I'm actually kind of excited about this. Me too. Secret of Mana is one of those games that is kind of just like a revered, legendary RPG. Um, I actually started Secret of Mana maybe about a month before the RPG Club stuff started. And... I got, you know, a couple hours in, and then I found out that Frost was planning on nominating Secret of Mana. And I was like, you know what? It That probably has a decent chance of winning, knowing our audience, the listeners. And so I stopped playing. So far, I don't get it, if I'm being honest. Um, I don't get why it's so revered. I don't know if it's nostalgia or what, but again, I'm very early. Probably. I'm just mad that, again, my nomination for the fourth time has not been picked. At the fire. This is bullcrap. Was, was it even close? I don't remember. <laughs> no, but I didn't pick Breath of Fire this time because someone else beat me to it. Oh right, what did you, what did you nominate? I nominated Nino Kune uh, two. Oh right, I thought you nominated the first one. No, the first one. Yes, I nominated the first one. Yeah, because the second one's coming out for Switch and everything, and I kind of wanted to try it. Um, I played a little bit of Nino Kuno, but I stopped because I was like, oh, maybe I'll just nominate this for the club. And no one voted for it but me. Yeah. So sad. sad Sorry, sad Rich. Day. I don't even think That's I voted okay. for it. To be fair, the competition was fierce. Like, yeah, picks, it was. The picks were good this time. I, I don't have them listed out here, but uh, I, yeah, I, they were good. I had a hard time deciding what to vote for. But we do need to make a little announcement to everybody. Once you vote, you cannot change your vote. Just throwing it out there. And it, it turned out in the end that that was Bill. By the way, okay. Well, again, <laughs> Bill, you can't change your vote. I put on my detective hat and <laughs> sussed it Figured. out. Um, oh, that British guy. Yeah, uh, but it was okay because that I don't think that would have affected the end result anyway. Yeah, but I feel like we should just you know make sure we tell people that one more time. Yeah, you just I need don't to remember to put vote. that in the rules description. But well, the problem is if. You can see on this poll thing that we do that every, you can see what other people have voted, and you can see what each game's current total is. So, like, rather than vote what you want to play, you vote to make sure something you don't want to play doesn't get picked. Kind of. I I did what I was told. I I voted for thirteen for Corey. <laughs> I voted for mine, and then I voted for Breath of Fire three. Right, and, and if anybody knows of a polling service that lets you do a, like a dole out like three votes per person but you can't see other people's results for free, let us know. Because the one we yeah. use is cool, but like it has a lot of features that you have to pay to use, which would solve all our problems, which I guess we could pay for, but fuck that. Uh, nah, we're not, we're not there yet. Give us more money. Right. So we Speaking will. of, patreon.com. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So we're starting that this Sunday, Secret of Mana, starting that this Sunday. Uh, what day is that, Rich? That's, uh, that would be the 27th. The 27th, right. Yes. Which, but we don't have a checkpoint yet. 
Yeah, we don't have a checkpoint, so pay. Um, we're still sussing that out. Pay attention to the Discord. If you're not in the Discord, look at our Twitter. We will announce it. Um, Just go. Just do it. Yep. And, and speaking of which, this isn't a news article, but I'll go ahead and um, mention it. To, just today, Square Enix uh, announced like a three-hour live stream celebration of the Mana series' like 30th anniversary or some shit. It might not be 30th, but I don't remember. But they're going to be talking about the whole history, and I'm sure there's going to be some announcements. They're going to have like the original creators come on. And... The crazy—I I might have said this already—but the crazy thing is, it's—it literally starts the day we start. They're having that the day we start the RPG club, so it's mm. like it was ordained. It was. It was, it, it was fate. We were told. <laughs> uh, is there okay? So Square Enix has been doing this a lot of things, or they've been picking old, like series. Yeah, like, you know, Saga, Mana. Yeah, I feel like there's something coming. There has to be. I don't, just I don't just know. not for Final Fantasy, which we'll talk yeah. about soon. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so play Secret of Mana. Specifically, I, I feel like I have to say, we're talking about the original SNES version. You can play the ports or whatever. If you really want to play the remake, feel free. However, I've heard it's a bad remake, so I that's not what any of us will be playing. I wouldn't recommend nope. it. But I'm playing mine on the Switch. Yeah, I got the the Mana Collection thing on the Switch, too. That's what mm-hmm. I'll be playing. Um, but yeah. All right. It's been a minute. Sorry for the extended catch-up and announcements and all that. You ready to do the news, Rich? Let's go. Let's go. Hear ye, hear ye. Gather round for all your news. Stop your clatter and listen close. Alas, you won't believe your ears. Listen close for the news. All right, before we jump right in here, Rich, um, just in general, what were your thoughts about E3? Like, did you, do you think it was a good E3 or a bad one? Like, Ah, uh, man, this E3 was not that lackluster. Um, you mean it was We all know why. Yeah, it was. it was bad. Well, it was boring, I should say. So I, I think we know why that is. Um, so we're kind of cutting them a little bit of the slack, but it really wasn't that good. <sighs> yeah. Um, I think people were being a little bit hard on it. Like, I still think it was... I was so good, but maybe, it's just... Maybe subpar is the best word, but I don't think it was bad. Uh, okay. A lot of people have been saying, you know, COVID, but it, we're in year two of COVID, and we're and I know that COVID has a lot of problems or whatever. It caused a lot of problems for all the dev companies, but it's like it feels like they, even if they're still working remotely, they should have been able to recover from that by now. I don't know. Maybe Correct. I mean, that that's my hick opinion, but um, I don't know. But I still, I really liked Microsoft's presentation. Um. I thought Nintendo's was good, not great, but passable. Um, I will admit Square Enix's was, hor- was horrible. We're going to talk about that here in a bit. That one, ooh, that boils uh, my blood. And, and I will say, Sony not being at A3, it, as much as I kind of like detest some of Sony's practices these days, it's, it, does, it does leave a big hole. Um, well, yeah, because you got everybody else, Nintendo, Microsoft doing it. What the hell, Sony? Are they just too good for E3? Apparently. 
Sony thinks they're too good for everybody. Yeah, and then it's going to piss everybody off, but okay. Yeah. But I still enjoyed it. It was not, like E3 is gamers Christmas. Like I, every year I get excited and watch the shows and you know. Yeah, Christmas where we just got sweaters this time. <laughs> and socks. Yes, this is bullshit. <laughs> hey, I like socks, so. So All I right. said sweaters. Right. So let's um let's go ahead and j- we I know it's been like 4 plus weeks since we did news. We're not. We're gonna be like trying to cover the biggest stories from these few weeks, focusing on the more recent stuff first. Not all of it's gonna be E3, but we'll just see what what we come up with here. Um, but first off, this was debatably the biggest thing Nintendo announced. Well, not announced. I think it was the biggest thing in E3 period. It could or be one of the biggest things. I, I think it very it depends on your opinion. So Nintendo finally, finally showed another trailer for. Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, which we still don't have an official title for. Um, and they said they are aiming to release it in 2022, which is kind of a scary statement because aiming means, like, no promises. <laughs> kind of yeah, but Nintendo's pretty that. good about that stuff, though. They're pretty good about not over-promising on release dates. Mm-hmm. They're they're pretty you know good about it, getting it in there and saying, okay, it's going to release... We're hoping 2022. They didn't say that it was. They're you know being or keeping it pretty coy with yeah. everything, but uh, I'm hopeful. Maybe I'll yeah. have it beat by that time. Well, we still don't know the story really. The trailer gave us a few more hints. We know that at least the the gimmick this time seems to be that parts of Hyrule have been ripped up into like sky islands. So. Um, Maybe a connection to Skyward Sword. It looked pretty cool. I, the one thing that's really stood out to me was there was a um, looked like Link has a new ability to like go through walls, kind of. There was a shot where he goes Ghost Link from like under an a rock island, a floating rock island, to the top. Did you watch the trailer? Nope. Well, I did not. I don't blame you because like it didn't really spoil anything per se, but I don't know. I I just think you should experience the first one. Well, that's why I decided to buy that. And so I was like, you know what? Fine. Yeah. I'm going to buy this thing. It looks cool. Um, I will say there were a lot of people that were hopeful that Zelda would be playable based on the first trailer for the game. And, you know, we don't we don't know for anything for sure about this game yet. But based on the beginning of this trailer, it kind of seems like that's probably not the case. Now, Zelda is the guy with the green hat, right? Nailed it. Yep. That's it. Yep. Totally. <laughs> um Please, I'm kidding. Please do not torch me, everybody. I, I know. Oh, you're getting torched. Yeah. I know who Zelda is. Right. <laughs> um, no matter what happens with it, I'm sure it's going to be a fucking amazing game just based on what happened with Breath of the Wild 1. I think some people were maybe disappointed about the 2022 release date. I think some people still had um, high hopes that it was still coming this year. But I mean, seriously, it's it's June. So 2022 is not that far off. else about it. Because like the game was announced like a year and a half ago or something like that, so and then we yeah. didn't get anything else about it. But alas, um, yeah, that was I get I, in the interest of moving on. I could talk about Zelda all day. Let's uh, go ahead and move <laughs> to the next story. All right, and then uh, another like RPG thing Nintendo announced is Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp, which is coming on December third. So this is a remake. Advanced Wars 1 and 2. Um, this shocked me 
I've never personally played an Advanced Wars game, but I Me know either. it was kind of like a a cult hit type series for Nintendo. The series has been around since the Famicom, but like I remember the Game Boy Advance games were what a lot of people talked about when I was a kid. Um, and so we haven't really had an Advanced Wars since I think like the early DS days, maybe something like that. And so this is like a left field thing from Nintendo. Um, I, I watched the the footage. I wasn't like too impressed by it, but I think you know it's a tactical RPG. I think this is something Corey would really be into. Um, any thoughts on this, Rich? I don't know about the series. So I don't have a thought on it. Unfortunately, I just I know some people were excited. They were like, "Oh my god, was not expecting this," and that's pretty much all I got out of it. Yeah. Um, who knows I might end up playing this but uh, I thought it was really cool like this is one of the even though it wasn't like really a a thing for me as a fan this is like just an example of something that Nintendo announced as like kind of out of left field like nobody expected this type deal Um, and before we move on I just want to mention real quick probably my most hyped thing from E3 was Metroid Dread um, that, that's not an RPG. I can't find a way to make it an RPG, but that's. I'm a little thing. pissed. I'm a little pissed that I missed out the opportunity on the collector's edition because I was going to do it. You're not. I don't play. Fan, are you? I, I don't care, but I want one. Hmm. I could be. I love Metroid, dude. And, and maybe I was going to get it for you for Christmas. <laughs> I don't know. I actually kind of panicked because I missed it too. But then even the amiibo I missed, and you know how I, me and my yeah. amiibo. Um, but I managed to pre-order both from Amazon Japan. I ended up paying like extra for shipping. Jesus! You know, but um, I got them. So <laughs> it's got that steel book. You know, I gotta have that steel book <laughs> and the amiibo. You can't even read it. You can't even read it if it's in Japanese. Or can you read Japanese? Uh, well, it's region free. So. Oh, okay, that's fine. Then you're good. I I love Metroid, dude. Like I love it. I know. So I got you the canon. That was Mega no, Man. No, I got you Mega Man. Damn it. I was, <laughs> that's what I was trying to get you was that. Mm-hmm. I was trying and to get you that canon from them. I even like the... Um, I don't know if this, this is a weird opinion or whatever, but I prefer... I like Metroid Prime a lot too, but I prefer the 2D games. So mm-hmm. to have like a 2D game that came out... I think it's been like 15 years since we had a mainline 2D game. So we've been waiting. And that last game, Fusion, ended with a cliffhanger, kind of. So it was like... Oh, thank God. Never expected this. All right. But Metroid's not an RPG, so <laughs> let's move on. All right. So here's something that was such a kick in the face letdown that no one, I, as far as I can tell, cares about. But it's news. Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy revealed releasing October 26th by Square Enix because Marvel's Avengers was such a big hit. Did you... Okay, so you sound like you, you're pretty negative about this. Yes, because I don't give a shit about it. Because they did not do a good job with the Marvel's Avengers. Like They even came out and said that this was a loss. They took a loss on it. A huge loss. Yeah, thank, so thank my God question is... Remake, seven remakes yeah, the same year. I don't know why they're doing this again. Like I, I'm not happy about it because these resources could have went to something else. This is like, what was that? That Regina girl from Mean Girls is like, quit trying to make Marvel's... Avengers happen. <laughs> like I, some a lot of people that I talk to that don't want it. They're like, "Why are we doing this?" Like I get, 
It's the Guardians of the Galaxy. We're still riding the hype of the MCU. No, I don't. Okay. I don't like this because those resources could have been spent to either Final Fantasy 16 or this other thing we're going to talk about here in a minute or some other things or new IPs or whatever. But I don't understand why Square Enix keeps putting out like junk IPs like Ballin's World or whatever tanked hard. Oof. Marvel's Avengers tanked hard. So I could, I could talk for a while about Bellin, so don't bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't get it. Like that's why I, I just don't understand people. Like, and I, I've seen so many covers. So Square Enix had a thirty-minute live stream about their stuff, right? I don't think it was how much like, of it. I don't think it was quite thirty minutes, but I think how I much think of it, it was I, Marvels. I think the Guardians of the Galaxy was like flirting with twenty minutes. If it yeah. was twenty minutes, where everything else, like we got a glimpse of Final Fantasy sixteen. And then we cut right back to uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. You got a little bit of this other thing we're going to talk about here in a minute, but I just don't... Okay. I don't like that I wasted the resources. I think it looks good. You know, the people that, that helped that made this stuff, the programmers and developers and everything, did a great job. Like, I'm not dogging them. I think it's poor decision on Square Enix management teams. Okay, okay I see where you're coming for, from more now, because I was going to mm. say... Am I excited about the game? Not particularly, but I did think that it looked like it might turn out to be a good game. Um, it it might. Like it, so it, did it, it looked decent to me. Yeah, so did Avengers, though. That's true. Avengers got fucked up because they they decided. I don't know when they decided this, but to turn it into like a what like a a, a looter type yeah. online thing. I've heard that the main story campaign of Avengers is decent. Like worth playing, but I might have to actually play it. I have it. I just I might need to play it at some point. But I just don't. I think they wasted the resources on this new one. They should have just been like, okay, we're not going to do this unless because of COVID, they already had this thing ready to go and they were finishing it up. Because this this release date's pretty close. Mm-hmm. That they're like, well, shit, we don't have anything else really to show besides this. Well, the IP mm-hmm. is one of the hugest in the world, right? Like, like- Marvel. Yeah, it's hard it's yeah. hard to have a bigger IP than this right now. So Square probably sees this as their golden goose. Um, but and, and they can't failed. Yeah, they can't fuck it up again. Uh, I mean if they do, what's Marvel gonna do? Pull it from them and go, sorry, stop. You're which, tarnishing our name. It was kind of funny because Nintendo's um presentation was like the day after uh Square Enix's, I believe. Yeah. And Nintendo had a segment about Guardians also coming to Switch, and then they also showed Life is Strange, a Life is Strange trailer for those games coming to, to Switch, which Square also did. And it was just like, okay, we're gonna spend ten minutes of our Nintendo Direct on shit we literally just watched yesterday. <laughs> yeah, is Guardians coming to Switch? Yeah. Oh, uh, yes. No, but I think it came out a few days later that it's through like the cloud gaming streaming. Thing oh, that, that thing. Yeah. Which is okay. uh, which is switch? But they just announced the damn pro switch and be done with it. I really thought that that was. It, it kind of sounded like we were going to find out about that before E three, but uh, yeah. Now that Breath of the Wild two is confirmed for uh, next year, I'm kind of here's what. That's what's going to happen. They're going to be like, well, we'll just wait. Yeah, because I think the Breath of the Wild two was like what everybody thought was going to be like the killer app for the Switch Pro. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. Lame. 
But yeah, I'm done. Uh, I'm done talking about this. It just yeah. pisses me off. We'll see what happens with Guardians. I think, I think it could be worth playing. We just need to keep an eye on it. Yeah. All right. So Square Enix also announced Babylon's Fall, which is something that I don't even remember, even though I watched that trailer. Um. So it looks like it is kind of like an online thing. Is that what you were telling me, Rich? It's supposed to be a live service title with co-op and multiplayer capabilities is what I'm reading. Um, think Destiny. And then did you play Godfall? No. It, but it was uh, on the launch title. Yeah, yeah, I remember now. It uh, looks like that. Huh. It's like if those two had a baby and they just abandoned it. Yeah. Oh, 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 I remember now. This was uh, the the Platinum Game like Platinum Games's thing. Their new thing. I think so. Yeah. Um I don't know. I wasn't convinced. I I'm it, it's all coming back to me now. Um I remember thinking it didn't look particularly special. No. <gasps> oh, I see shit. I see I see my boo. <laughs> he has delivered us liquids. And it delivered you. He didn't deliver me anything. <laughs> Uh, shit. Do a good episode. Do really a good episode. I got water. Take it so he has less editing. We were two stories away from the break. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he was close. Sorry, Rich. No. I love seeing Corey. Um, so, yeah, no. It just looks like Babylon it, it, Babylon 5, or not Babylon 5, that's a TV show. Babylon's Fall looks like Gar, uh, Godfall. And Destiny had a baby, as far as I can tell. But with, like, Platinum Games-style near combat. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I don't really have a I mean, lot else to say about this. Uh, it might be a good early. game. It didn't, it didn't impress me from the trailer, though. No. Or at least it didn't. Obviously, it didn't leave a lasting impression on me. <laughs> um, nope. So, I actually just remembered this. I don't think we have it listed as a story here. Um. Do you remember seeing that news about Ayudin Chronicle? The the Kickstarter Suikoden? Yes, I did. I don't remember too much about it though. It looked cool to me. Like it looked like it looked like it's coming along well. Um, yeah. But that was a Kickstarter game, wasn't it? And then Yeah. They're doing some extra stuff with it now. Yeah. So yeah, that, it looked, it looked that was what I was gonna good. bring it up. They're doing like a spin-off game too now. And it's like, dude, come on. You are a Kickstarter game. Don't be, don't be making spinoffs yet. The f- <laughs> you haven't even confirmed that this first one is going to work they, out. You know, they, so they took the extra money that was given to him. Was like, oh shit, we got this extra money. What do we do with it? Let's make a spinoff game. We haven't finished the main game. Screw it. Just do it. Yeah. Uh, regardless, though, I will say it looks really cool. Yes. Um. I, and it, it seems like they are following through on their promises, you know, making it a good game. Um, and I think I meant to back it myself and I just ran out of time. Like I was not quick enough to it, but I think Colin said he would give me his code if I flirted with him enough. So do it. <laughs> yeah. I just want to make sure we brought that up. Cause that was like a pretty big RPG thing that happened that we almost missed here. Okay. So, this was something that was teased about like a week or two before the launch of E3. I think we we even talked about it when the first rumor came out, didn't we? 
basically. So it has been announced a new Final Fantasy game based in the FF1 world with the feels of Dark Souls. So this is Strangers of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. So I meant to prepare a drop for like this. I want to kill chaos. (laughs) Yeah. What the hell? What what is that? It's like he all of a sudden it's like Fast and Furious. Do you know yeah. about fam about family? <laughs> this is about this is about family. Now it's gonna be about chaos. Fight chaos. Uh, okay, so before you saw the trailer, remind me, what were you, what was your feelings about this rumor? Like a, a Final Fantasy Dark Souls based in the world of FF one? I mean made by the, the team of ninja the, the ninja people. Mm-hmm. Um they made uh, Disgaea, no, yeah, Dissidia, not Disgaea, Dissidia. Right. I thought, oh, great, this this is something that they tried and you know did really well in Japan, but it did not do very well over here. Um, I, I feel like that's not totally fair. It's true that Final or Dissidia NT was kind of a garb a dumpster fire, the console version anyway. But uh, they do make good games. Yeah, I mean they they do, um, but the biggest tagline, according to Tetsuya Nomura, you know, the daddy of Final Fantasy, uh, or one of the, you know, the step daddy or whatever, um, feels different. And there's no doubt that the blood of Final Fantasy runs through its veins. So, I mean, I've seen some gameplay and I've seen some stuff with it. I I just don't know yet. I I don't. I'm gonna buy it because it's Final Fantasy. But I don't know. Like it's just I don't I don't reckon you played the demo, right? Not yet. I'm go I need to. No, I missed it. Shit. Oh well. I'm not gonna dwell on this forever because I feel like you know, we're we're a week late to the E three discussions. But uh Well, I mean we're we, yeah, yeah. But the, still. I thought I thought it could potentially be cool. Was not impressed by that trailer at all. Like that trailer was a huge letdown for me. They they looked odd. The characters and the design itself looks like it's not fleshed out enough. Like I like the diversity of it. I mean, but who are these people? What what it is? I, I don't understand. Jack looks like a um, trailer park version of Core from Fifty. Yeah. Uh, the pink haired dude looks like Prompto with pink hair. Yeah. And, and then you got um, the black guy, which like I mean that's cool that we got. You know, more representation. It looks like it looks like a black guy, Gladios. Yeah, kind of actually with dreads. Yeah, um, I mean he's cool looking. That's fine. I mean they're all just plain Jane. And, and here's now, the thing: I think the exciting thing about this rumor for me was that it was based in the world of FF1. And yeah. from that trailer, the only thing FF1 I got out of that was like, uh, okay, chaos, obviously the final boss, but uh, and Garland. Garland looked like Garland. Yeah, um, but other than that, I was like, "This might as well not even be a Final Fantasy game." Yeah, why do I care about it? Like, it's why? Dark. Why should I care? And you know, the Warrior of Light design that Amano did that we've seen in um, Dissidia and other spinoffs since then. You know, the crazy blue yellow armor with the red horns and all that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just FF One is a very colorful game, and I just. It's drab. It's dark. Um, it might it might end up being a good game, but I was I, I wasn't excited in the first place. But it was a letdown, even from what I was hoping for. You know, it's not even done. Is based on my inter- in, 
my understanding, this demo isn't even going to be the final. Like, this whole thing could look totally different. Think of this way. Remember Final Fantasy 15, where, like, the guy that was doing the voice acting for Noctis is not the same person anymore. Like, they've changed things up. So this <laughs> demo, what they've done, most likely, will not be the same when we get the actual game. And knowing yeah. Final Fantasy and Square Enix, the sucker's not going to be released till 2023. Well, they did ask for feedback. I think the purpose of the demo was to like get a, a you know, t- a temperature check on how everybody was feeling about it. And yeah, I- I'm assuming it's going to be mostly negative. Um, Maybe. I've think, seen some people say it looks fun or is fun. Yeah, I- I've heard some people say that they liked it from the demo. Yeah, um, and if you did enjoy it, that's great. I mean, I would love to know what what you thought was fun. Yeah, about and, it and everything. And I would like to play it. It's just like I'm, I'm so not interested at this point. It's like I don't, can't carve that time out, you know. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, I'm not really that interested in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has been an interview in the past few days where I believe Nomura said something along the lines of, "It's not the world of FF1. It's inspired by FF1 or something like that." Then why the freaking heck are you talking about that? Yeah. Why is why is goal or why is um, chaos? Why is um, oh shit! Who's the main guy out of that one? Garland. Garland. Why is Garland in it? Yeah, it's like I don't know, dude. The, as the years go on, we could do a whole episode about this. Like I'm, I am liking Nomura less and less. Yeah, I think he's insane. Uh, yeah, they should bring back Sakaguchi for all this stuff, and he needs to come back and clean house and go. All you people, you're done. All right. You've you've taken my baby and just destroyed it. I think he's a genius, but also yeah. maybe at oh, this yeah. point a mad genius. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's gone insane. Um, before we break here, I got to ask you real quick while I'm thinking about it. Did you Have you played um, FF7 Remake, Episode Intermission, Yuffie, whatever? I've been playing it a little bit. I haven't played too much of it. I like it. You haven't finished I li- it? I like Not yet. Okay. I like it. I'm just... <laughs> okay. I, I beat it, so I should have mentioned that above, but... How dare you? Um, I'll probably try this weekend to beat it, but I want Final Fantasy. I need I need part two. Like I need it bad. We could probably do an episode on episode Yuffie. Honestly, once you yes. finish it, maybe like a yeah. mini review or something. Since it's a mini, sure. Yeah, That'd I be just great. I just need it. I need it. I'm I'm itching. Everybody else is. All right, so um, I guess we're about half. We're more than halfway into the episode, but let's uh, go ahead and take a quick break here shall we nothing in this world can prepare you for this you have been chosen by the elder gods as a representative of earth realm to record in the podcast of the century every season the best podcasters from around the world are assembled to review reminisce and riff on a popular franchise on the latest season of podcasters assemble With the imminent release of the latest highly anticipated Mortal Kombat film, we're taking a look back at all the movies and games of the Mortal Kombat franchise. Choose your mic. Together, you will be facing off against a gauntlet of films. 1995's Mortal Kombat, 1997's Mortal Kombat Annihilation, 2020's Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge, and finally, this year's release of Mortal Kombat in theaters and on HBO Max on Friday, April 23rd, 2021. <clears throat> Go to probablywork.com. 
Gmail.com for more information on how to submit to this or future seasons of the show and listen to the latest episodes of Podcasters Assemble. Mortal Podcast! Okay, we are back and we are continuing the news coverage that we are so far behind on. So this next one is a story from Bethesda. Why did I say it like that? Um, I don't know. Okay, so they, you okay? <laughs> I'm dying. No. Um, this is Star, Starfield. So Bethesda announced this game, and apparently this is something that has been slipping under my radar. It's like something that was announced a while ago, and people have been excited for it. It's like a space game. Um, you play as this woman in space, and I don't really have a lot to say about it because like I said I wasn't really following the story but they showed more of the game finally and then it turned out that it's only coming to Xbox which should not disappoint people <laughs> dun dun like what yeah oh, wait Xbox owns Bethesda this is I don't know I, in my opinion this is stupid this this whole discourse about Bethesda games only coming to Xbox. Does it suck for people that don't own Xboxes? Yes. They've been playing Bethesda games for years um, on other consoles and elsewhere. But it's... Xbox bought them. This is how the free market it's, works. It's how the world's been. I mean, think of this way. Xbox didn't have a Final Fantasy game until 13 came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Like, I almost bought a PlayStation 3 to play Final Fantasy 13 because I knew it wasn't going to come to Xbox. And they made the announcement, like, oh, it's coming to Xbox. Didn't have to do anything. But, okay, Sony, Sony boys, you know, people freaking out about this. You've got Spider-Man, Last of Us, Days Gone. The list goes on. Yeah. Uh, it's not and, the end of the uh, world. I hate to say it, but th- this run around the run around the console generation lap, I am like starting to to simp Xbox a little bit more than Sony. I just think Sony's made some bad decisions this time around, and I'll always enjoy the Sony exclusives more. But like Xbox got that Game Pass, and yeah. it seems like they understand gamers a little bit better. And I I'm like mm, Sony, you're losing me. What's cracking me up is like, okay, so you remember when the PlayStation 3 came out and it was not the best? People yeah. were like, okay, it takes forever. And Xbox 360 came out. And people were like, oh my God, this is awesome. There's a lot of people that jump ship. I jump ship and I went to Xbox. So I started playing I Halo both, and do all this stuff. But yeah. The 360 and the PS3 were awesome. Yeah, we all jumped ship. And then the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, everybody switched from Xbox One to PlayStation 4. And then now here we go again. And the Xbox so, One was terrible. I mean, yeah. I have one. I enjoy it, but in comparison, uh, you know, the PS4 was king. Yeah. Um, so, I think the game, the as far as um, Starfield, I think it looks cool. I think it's something to keep an eye on, and it, it might be a game I potentially will enjoy and pick up, um, depending on how it all plays out. But, and the argument I've seen about it is that the the people that are like so mad about it have been like, what about loyalty? And <laughs> Oh my God, seriously, just buy, if you have a problem with this, buy an Xbox. 
or better yet, buy a PC where you can play that. Because of Xbox, is a Game Pass? Can you play it on PC? Yeah, and, and you know, yeah. I'm, I'm sure these games will come to PC eventually. Yeah, just like all of Square's games. But just, just chill out. Yeah, no big deal. It's just one game. The okay, so this one's kind of cool. I'm actually excited for this one. So I know we've been kind of like droll and negative Nancy's all over this episode, but. I'm excited for this one. Diablo 2 Resurrected gets street date. So it's going to come September 2nd or September 23rd. So we got to see a little more details on it. I personally like Diablo 3. I have it on my Switch. Um, I think it's going to come on Switch as well. I'm going to get it for that. Um, I enjoy the series. What about you, Scott? Never played one. Okay, how dare you? <laughs> First of all, how dare you? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an RPG. Get on the level here. Let's go. Um, we can play together. Um, but I'll anyway, be honest, so Rich, you remember how I was talking about how um, I liked the Xbox conference? Yeah. The Diablo 2 Resurrected trailer. First of all, I didn't know what I was looking at while I was watching it because I've never played Diablo 2. But that was the first game trailer during that show where I was like, I am totally uninterested in this. This is the most the most 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 boring thing they've shown so far. I'm gonna I'm gonna quit the show. I, I want to be done. We, what are you gonna we, do? Nothing. So okay. Yeah, some people like it. Some people don't. I think the story was good in the, in the third one. Like the third game was my first entry into the series. Um, so there's a lot of things I miss because a lot of the lore and stuff connects. Um, I'm looking forward to it because I know it's going to be a fun game. Um, they do have a Diablo 2 Resurrected. It will be available as a standalone experience. Um, they're thinking about $40 or as part of the Diablo Prime Evil Collection, um, which suggests a $60 deal. That would include Diablo 2 Resurrected, Diablo 3 Eternal Collection, which has Diablo 3's Reaper Souls, and then Rise of Necromancer. And then having a Mephesto pet, Hatered Grasp Wings for Diablo 3. So they're kind of like doing a collection piece of it. I think it's going to be fun. Um, you know, it's a, it's a Blizzard game. Don't like the company, but... Sometimes I make good things. Um, the eternal well, struggle of a I know. gamer. Yeah, it's also like I like Chick-fil-A's chicken. I don't I like Chick-fil-A <laughs> as a company. Right. Did you get that constructed or you get that conflictedness of you? But so, um, yeah, so stay tuned for that one. If you guys are really interested in the Diablo series, if you really enjoy that stuff, it's coming to Xbox, PlayStation, um, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X. PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and then PC as well through the Battle.net system. So, yep, that's pretty much it. Let me ask you this before we move on. Um, you played the original Diablo 2, right? No. no? I missed it. Okay. I did not. But I know it's it's a little bit rough. There's a challenge to it. It's a little grindy. Well, well no, I, I think it's a very... I don't know a lot about it, but I know it's a very, very famous game. Like, mm -hmm. um, But I was just going to ask you if... Um, based on watching the trailer for the resurrected, like how much improved it looks and all that shit. But I have seen side by sides of the original versus this one. This one looks a lot better, um, which has me curious if they're just going to go backwards now and then eventually do the number one Diablo one, you know, arise or whatever it's called. Maybe. I don't know. Nickname it or something. So yeah, I think it's gonna be fun. We'll see. Yeah. You'll have to keep me posted. Yeah. 
Okay, so this actually happened a couple of days or so before E3, if I remember right. But um, we finally got a new trailer for Elden Ring. This is the Souls game that people that looked like it was more medievalish than most Souls game, <laughs> and it was being uh, written or helped by George R. R. Martin. And I know a lot of people are super, super, super hyped about this game. And it's, it's been years since we got any substantial update on it or something like that. Um, so we got a new trailer. Lord of the Rings makes Dark Souls. Did you watch it, Rich? I did. I, and plus at GameStop, they play it a lot. Oh, do they? So, <laughs> so what do you um, think? So I said this to, to somebody at GameStop, and they were like, I find this very offensive, but you're not wrong. <laughs> so Lord of the Rings meets Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, it looks like I have not per- personally played a Dark Souls game or or Demon Souls or whatever. My brother has, and he really likes them. They're challenging. I don't like to be punished that much. I just have so, some interest. Like I don't. I, I sort of have an interest just because I know so many people that love these um, Soulsborne games. But I'm just like, dude, I don't think it's for me. Yo, it's it's definitely not for me. Um. I, who knows? Maybe I'll try it. Maybe I won't. Um, I just, yeah. Um, with Jar, George R. Martin, there's probably going to be some floppy penises flowing around. Okay, you know, well, well hang style. on. Maybe I yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hold up, hold up. <laughs> You've got my attention. Um, no, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of people that are really excited for this. Not dogging that. Um, I would love to hear the take back, or I'd love the feedback from when this game does release from from our community to see if that's something that you know we should poke around and look at, and if there's floppy penises. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen a little bit of Game of Thrones. I've been hit with a couple penises in my face. I've seen them on most the show. Most of the penises right. were in like, and most of most of the nudity was in the first couple seasons, other yeah. than very specific scenes. Just like but, bam, like I'm watching it. And my wife comes in like, "What are you watching? Um, game of Thrones?" Yeah. But we'll continue it's to cover Elden Ring. It's too big of a, a game not to, yeah. for the time being, anyway. Okay. All right. Go ahead. So this one here, this happened prior to E3. There's an update that came out from Square Enix, renames all the mobile Final Fantasy games to say 3D Remake um, on some of them. Like, um, if I'm looking correctly, I'm going to go off my phone here and see if it did announce a few of them. Um, Final Fantasy 3 got a remake. It said remake on it, and then... 3 and 4 had three the, and four. the remake title added. Do I have 4? Yeah, I've got 4. I didn't do that on this one. Maybe mm-hmm. an update. That's weird. Uh, but yeah, so they've been announced that, which then leads into... Did I, have the, did I have the name right on that? Pixel Final Fantasy? Pixel Final Fantasy Remaster something... Yeah, I don't know. So, uh, so, so the three make the the fact that all the two 3D remake games had the remake added to their title on mobile, like you know, so many years later, people yeah. are like, "Hmm, um, what's going on with this?" Their Square Enix is about to do something. I kind of thought at the time, you know, they announced that um, Dragon Quest three HD 2D remake again to like the bravely or not bravely um, Octopath art style. Yeah. Um. That made me think. Okay, maybe they're doing something like that for some of these games, and they just want to like bring their titles in line and like make it very clear to the consumers. 
And then we also had the rumor before it was even announced that they were doing like some kind of remastered collection of one through six. Yeah. And then it got announced. It was not that at all. Yeah. Not either. It was this uh, pixel Final Fantasy. So again, we're getting the same games. Yeah. When um, they were first released. So basically it's first of all, I don't think it's a collection. I think they're gonna be sold separately. I could be wrong stupid. about that. But like Really? <laughs> that, but that's not even the worst part. It's kind of the worst part. But then it came the announcement that for mobile and Steam, nobody wanted it for mobile or Steam. Okay, some people probably want it for mobile or Steam. Like but, what, the 10 people that wanted it? Yeah. Like those, all those games, more or less, are already on those platforms. And I then have them. Here's the third, you know, punch in the dick. The art style looks worse than other versions. <laughs> the, Again, waste of resources. Yeah. The, uh, it, the, you know, we had those beautiful PSP versions of one and two and four, and then six already looked amazing on SNES. Yep. The new art style only looks slightly, very slightly better than the five and six mobile ports that everybody hates the art style of. And it's like, you have to like be having like a side by side comparison of the sprites to even tell that it, that it's not the same sprites as those mobile versions. Um, I don't know. This just feels like the one of the biggest disappointments I can remember in gaming news for me anyway, in recent history, maybe again, maybe, maybe maybe even not recent history. Yeah. They just waste. I mean, seriously, who comes up with this crap? Who decides in these marketing places or the business development in Square Enix says, you know what we could do, guys? The community has been begging us for a collection of Final Fantasy VI or Final Fantasy One through Six. They've been doing these things. Let's do this. It's great. And somebody on the side's like, well, why don't we just change it a little bit and recharge everybody? Genius. Should be kicked in the dick. I don't know, dude. Like this, I, c- I could not believe. And on top of all this, this is something that a lot of people were really excited to find out about, you know, if it was true. And then Square Enix does the trailer. This was right after the Guardian, the 20-minute Guardians trailer. Blah. Literally like 16 seconds, <laughs> I think, was the trailer for this. Uh, and, and then they went back to Avengers to talk about the Black Panther thing. <sighs> oh, man, like... This is such a big dis. I, I know that I, I probably sound like a hater right now, but we love Square Enix. We do. I love these games. They're disappointing us right now. This is like terrible. I don't understand. This is not getting socks and sweaters for Christmas. This is getting coal. I'm and not a game programmer, but it, it cannot be that hard to remake all six of these games. Not even remake. Like, Get them in a consistent art style that's pretty and make them fun. Like, I mean, the Final Fantasy Record Keeper, you know, that mobile game that I play mm-hmm. all the time. They've already got all the, the main Final Fantasy characters in the same art style, which is like the the beautiful Final Fantasy VI sprite work. Mm-hmm. And so use those. They've even made a lot of the background assets already in Record Keeper. Like it, well. And we know a lot of programmers out there that also do game development. I'm pretty sure we could probably talk to them, and they would say, this is not that hard. Yeah. 
So we, I mean, you could probably do a group of 10. There's people on Kickstarter trying to get their game launched that do a better job than this. And, you know, maybe they will, but why not bring it to Switch? Why not put it on consoles? I don't understand the reasoning. Because they hate everything. They're just pissing us off. This is, this is the Final Fantasy VII debacle all over again. It, you know, let's put it on Nintendo, and then, no, we're not going to do that. We'll go to Sony, and then that's all that crap. It's honestly almost depressing to think about. Think yeah. about this. <laughs> it, it again, it's like Square Enix is, or it, it's like Square Enix is trying to abandon Final Fantasy in all senses. You know, they've gone to Mana, they've gone to Dragon Quest, they've gone to Saga, they've gone on to um, what else? There's another titles that they've gone. It's just like they're eh, Final Fantasy. It's been played out. It's the one thing that's made you money, <laughs> right? So seven why are you remake, doing that? Seven remake like kept them from having a terrible fiscal year last year. And, yeah, uh, because of you know the remake versus Avengers, but uh, yeah, we didn't uh, forget that. We know there was an article about it. Square Enix, don't try to hide that. In fairness, I will say it looks like they are adding a few new features to these games. I think what quick save? There was yeah, quick save. I think there was a screenshot where they've added like a world map overlay to a couple of the early games that didn't have them before. Ooh, yeah, sorry, but you're just uh, pissing me off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I don't, I don't know. It's just it's it's very disappointing for me. Um, I could do a whole episode about this. Uh, before we move on, I think this is a very fitting comment. Gravity in the Discord or in the the Twitch chat. Hi, Gravity says today I learned my modded controller can can survive being thrown into a wall, but the wall can't. That was me when I learned about the Final Fantasy Pixel Collect. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll talk about this more later. Maybe they'll surprise us, and it's not as bad as it seems. But goddamn. Okay, and then our final news story, unless I find something else. Um, this actually, this was not E3. This came out like this two days ago. Yeah, very recently. Apparently, there is a Final Fantasy IX animated TV show being worked on. And I, the weird thing about this is it has not been confirmed or denied by Square Enix. I'm kind of for it. Well... It seems like and there's been enough cor- corroborations between different news sites that this is like a real thing. Um, it's being made by a French production company, uh, Cyber Group Studios, and here's the concerning part for me. Apparently it's being aimed at 8 to 13 year olds. And now I'm done. Yeah. Um, Never mind. Okay, so like of all the Final Fantasies, Final Fantasy Nine has, I would say, its art style could possibly be one of the most suited to like a anime adaptation or whatever. Uh, maybe because yeah. it's got it's got like a cartoony art style from the from the get go. Um, and, and to be honest, I think any fin- of the mainline Final Fantasies could be probably turned be turned into a decent anime. But Nine's story, despite its art style, is not particularly kid-friendly. Yeah, I didn't think it was. I mean, there's kidnapping and death and destruction. Uh, the fan-favorite character, Vivi, like his whole plot line is existentialism about whether or not he's a real person. I wasn't thinking about that at 12. <laughs> no, at 12, I want to think about my Pokemon cards that I can't get a hold of. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, don't, I, I don't get it. 
it could just be like a weird statement by somebody who doesn't understand what they're talking about. But I will say, in an ideal world, a Final Fantasy IX anime show sounds awesome to me. Like my the in my head, like what that could turn out to be. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea is great, but if they target it just for that young demographic, it might not be that good and live up to the um, to the fans that actually like the series. Because I think I got that when I was like fourteen. Yeah, long time. That that's a good point. Like when we played Final Fantasy IX, we probably were around the upper bracket of that age group, and I enjoyed it. I loved it. Yeah, but I didn't understand it. Back then. I understand it now. Do we understand it now, even? I mean, a little bit. I mean, VV, <laughs> it's like, we, we get to understand, like, okay, so now, it's like with the title screen, you're, if you let it go play through, and it has, like, little emotions attached to each character of what they're supposed to be. I never understood that. I mean, years ago, then I was like, oh, my God. What's, what's, more, that interest, at, what's more interesting, though, is, like, Final Fantasy IX, of all things. It's not like... There's much hype for Final Fantasy IX. I will say Final Fantasy IX has recovered over the years. Um, yeah. Whereas like it's now a, a low key fan favorite. I think a lot of people really really love it. Uh huh. And I've been to- I've been toting that horn forever. Yeah. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I said it was good. It's a good game. Believe me. It's a great game. Yeah. Even. Um. It's not. It's not one of my favorites, but I still think it's a great game. Yeah. Um, I mean, what what if they'd have picked eight? Like that's a really dark one too, if you think about it. Now that you say that, maybe some game, some of the games would not make a good animated series. <laughs> yeah, eight wouldn't. Um, seven, seven would. It would take like uh, five seasons. They got some stuff. Yeah, it would take a long time. I mean, okay. Speaking of seven, before we talk about any other news, I, I don't know if how true it is, but I thought I saw a scene or some director. They ran out of time. They were going to put a pole dancing scene in the honeybee. For Final Fantasy R remake, I was kind I, of I, um, holding I thought back I saw on that this somewhere. because you hadn't finished episode UV yet. But um, basically, oh my god, no! Part I'm not I'm not going to spoil anything. I promise. But, but part but of this is there interview, a pole dance? No. Okay. Part of this interview, um, the same interview that you're talking about. Apparently, they said that ex- expect future parts of the remake to differ significantly, quote unquote, significantly from Why? the original game. And uh, it's just like, okay, well, we kind of expected this, right? Based on yeah, I mean, we did, but we, even, we don't we need it to a, go that far. We even had a prediction episode about how crazy it was going to get. Okay, but, uh, I know. Okay, so this one, we know Aerith's not going to die in this one. We know maybe, that. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's a later, yeah. but not where she normally dies, or maybe I, I don't know. But yeah, anyways, we 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 don't want to go down that hole. We'll see. The the ending of episode Yuffie provides even more fodder for crazy theorizing. So just oh wait. son of a bitch! I yeah. mean Jay needs to play it too now. Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess that's all I have to say about the uh, Final Fantasy IX animated show. But um, I think that's our our last news article. Finally, there's more that we're forgetting about because it has been a month since we recorded an episode. But um, yeah, that's uh, the recent shit. Lots of shit going on, Rich. Lots of shit. A lot of, a lot of crap. So let's kind of talk about the RPGs that released in the last few weeks. Um, we've got several, you know, that we've kind of missed. So we're going to go back to the beginning of June. Um, so bear with me on this one. You got this. So I got this. I can read, um, hopefully. 
Anima, The Reign of Darkness in PC. That was June 1st. Uh, World of Warcraft, Burning Crusade Classic PC, June 1st. What is that? <laughs> um, I think that's the remake of the original part of World of Warcraft. So it's the next expansion. Oh, okay. Um, it's like they're going back and redoing the expand the, the game or re-releasing the classic parts of, of World of Warcraft and releasing the other stuff. Because people modern. hated the, the classic thing, right? I think. Yeah. I don't know. We're not... Me and you aren't really that hip to no. those. Um, Grifflands, PC, June 1st, entering, exiting early access. So that one's going to be full-fledged. Um, the Elder Scrolls Online, Blackwood, that's PS5, PS4, Xbox Series S, and X, Xbox One, PC, Stadia, P- June 1st. Um, PC on June 8th, or maybe I'm wrong. When it was, it's coming out. Okay. <laughs> it's already been out. Uh, the last spell, PC, and uh, June third, entering early access. Conglomerate, four five one overload. That was a big word. That's a title. Yeah. Uh, PS4, Xbox One, Switch for June third. Um, why is Grifflands again on there? Oh, that's okay because it's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch June fourth. So three days after the PC launch. Uh, Lost Epics, PC, June fifth, entering early access. Edge of Eternity, PC, June eighth. That game's popped up a lot. I was gonna say, I feel like I've heard some shit about that game. Okay, yeah, I, I don't know. Somebody in our community tell us what that game is. We are terrible uh, RPG podcast hosts. Yeah, there's so many. <laughs> uh, Neptunia Reverse PS5 June 8th in North America and June 11th in in Europe. <sighs> Seriously, Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. Is this an MMO? Yeah. Okay, I, I, Xbox I, S, Xbox, and PC. I think there's a, a conglomerate of people that are were really really excited about this. Um, I think it's like a remake or like a re-release of something, uh, the original Fantasy Star Online too, which okay. a lot of people love. But yeah, okay, I know everybody loves it. I'm sorry, I'm just <laughs> not a fan. I'm sorry. Okay, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate PS5 June 10th. Remember, if you have the PS4 version, you can get an upgrade to the PS5 version uh, for free. But Yuffie's DLC is required to pay for i will say real quick um for anybody wondering in case you don't have a ps5 yuffie's dlc was good i would say but it wasn't great like it's not YouTube it. it's not essential it's if, if you're heartbroken that you don't have a ps5 don't be <laughs> over this particular yuffie thing and those are the opinions of scott not me <laughs> Uh, Mercenaries Blaze, Dawn of Twin uh, Dragons, PC June 10th. Wilder Myth, PC June 15th. That's exiting early access. Dark Deity, PC June 15th. And RuneScape Mobile, June 17th. I did see that, and I'm curious. I might try that one out. Hmm. That's a like, like MMO. Just, just the original RuneScape is coming to mobile, or is it like a... Yeah, oh. it's coming to mobile. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. All right, so RPGs coming out. This coming week, we got Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance. That's coming to PS5, 4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC on June 22nd. Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting to me. Like, I wonder what these Dungeons and Dragons video games are like. Because I was introduced to Dungeons and Dragons during COVID. So, <laughs> uh, Ender Lilies: Quietus of the Nights. That's coming to Switch and PC on June 22nd. Exiting early access. 
Led by the sword, Tactics, coming to PC June 23rd. That's entering early access. Empire of Angels 4. How can this series that I've never heard of be on its fourth entry? Anyway, that's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch June 23rd. And technically the 24th for the Switch. Legend of Mana. That's coming to PS4, Switch, and PC on June 24th. This is, uh, is this a remake, Rich? I'm, I feel stupid right now for not remembering this. Yes, it is. It's a, it's your, it was, that was announced at the Nintendo Direct last, last Nintendo Direct. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. We should, we should look in, we should learn more about Mana now that we're going to have to be talking about it for weeks. But <laughs> Yep. We should probably do that. Will we do that? No. The Dungeon of Nahulbuk. The Amulet of Chaos is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on June 24th. Scarlet Nexus is coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series, Xbox One, and PC on June 25th, which um, I'm excited about. I, I think we've talked about that a few times on the show before. I think it has yep. the potential to be a really good game, although I have read some early reviews. Apparently, it is it is a good game, but has room for improvement. And okay. then Dis- Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny... It's coming to Switch on June 29th. That's all for you. Mm, no, I think it's actually all for Bill. We actually got a, re- <laughs> we got a review code for that, believe it or oh, not. Oh, dang. Uh, Bill snagged one. So I Bill think- gets all these things. Why, what the hell? He's not yeah. on the show anymore. What is the problem here? We still keep him around. He's useful. I know. Um, Just get free shit. <laughs> um, but thanks to NIS for that code. Okay, that brings us to the end of the news. We made it through, you know, like a month of news, including E3. That's And I think we did it in a reasonable time. Yeah. But lots of news. E3 was fine for the most part. Uh, I, I think most people are really negative on it. The Final Fantasy shit in general was pr- very disappointing. But I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what shit is coming up. They need to get on it with Final Fantasy stuff. Like, we were waiting. <laughs> It's been two. It, it's been two years almost since the, the launch of it. We we need the next uh, Final Fantasy VII remake part two. They'll show it eventually, right? Yeah, when like um, number yep. fifty. But uh, I guess let's go ahead and move on to our outro. to date on all the uh, current events let's wrap things up here so rich what are we finally doing next week we are going to review the awesome game of world of final fantasy for the rpg club part one and two a game that both rich and i absolutely adored i just loved it so much (laughs) i actually didn't hate it 
Uh, It was fine. I just, I think the beginning of it got my hopes up too high because of the presentation (laughs) value was so much higher than I was expecting. Um, Anyway, that's probably going to be a two-parter, so it'll take us a couple weeks to get through. And I guess that, I guess that we'll we'll also have our first, no, no. The second part of that review will have our first Secret of Mana RPG Club. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, So, Again, as far as the RPG Club goes, we are playing Secret of Mana. Don't have a checkpoint for you yet. Make sure to pay attention to our Twitter and Discord, but just keep in mind that that is coming, or that is due on July, right? July 4th. So, skip the holidays if you have to. Launch into our plugs. So... If you like to overdo it here today here, guys, you can rate and review us on wherever you get your podcast. Uh, typically, Apple iTunes is the best place to rate and review us. Uh, the more reviews we get, the better chance we get in the algorithm, which generates more people potentially listening to the show. It's a very big snowball effect, so we would greatly appreciate you guys giving us a little bit of feedback. Yeah, absolutely. And um, thanks for the couple of reviews that we've gotten recently. It really helps us out a lot. Um, if you want to get in touch with us outside of the reviews, like say you don't think we're a five-star show, tell us why we suck. Or just episode suggestions or general inquiries, you can email the show, rpgafteryears at gmail.com. Another way to support the show is the Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash rpgafteryears. You can get early episode access. All the episodes are ad-free. You get access to a bunch of extra reviews. We've done well over 20 now, and we've got more in the pipeline. Just need to calm our lives down a little bit. Um, you get the ability to participate in the RPG Club nominations and voting, because um, the RPG Club is for everybody, but our patrons get to help pick what that game is, basically. And there's a lot more benefits out there. Again, you can check all that out, patreon.com slash years. All right, so if you haven't noticed that we are streaming live the episode, generally we stream these episodes live on Sundays at 9 a.m. Eastern time at RP or excuse me at uh, twitch.tv forward slash RPG after years. I know that's something we've talked about in the past of changing the times up, but as of now, we're going to get back to our Sunday ritual. So please check it out. Go like and subscribe us. Please do. We're streaming live right now, and it was a fun time hanging out with all the, the listeners out there. Uh, if you want some merch, you want some shirts and shit with our logo or our album art, you can find those at Redbubble. Redbubble.com slash people slash RPG after years slash explore. Rep your favorite pod out on the streets. Do it. Another thing, if you want to hang out with us, we do have a Discord. We get into uh, debates every day. It's fire. Um, it's It's a lot of fun. You can find the link to that on the show notes or our pinned tweet on Twitter. We would love to see you there. Finally, speaking of Twitter, that's another great way to get in contact with us directly. You can find the show at RPG Years. If you want to get in touch with me, you can find me at the Scott Spot. If you want to get in touch with Jay, whenever he's around, I'm at JD Hizzle. He's uh, getting a little more pro- uh, productive out there on, on Twitter. He talks more about the tech side of things and whatnot. He's really passionate about that. So if you want to chat with him, feel free to just do that. Um, you can find me at HailBlue1569. Absolutely. Okay. 
this felt good to be doing the podcasting again, Rich. I'm glad we're yes. back. Hopefully, with all the craziness in our lives, we'll be able to continue the streak of one, more than one. Jason's <laughs> um, since last accident, one. I can't wait. Exactly. <laughs> I can't wait to get back to uh, more E3, or next year's E3, and get back into our role. Uh, but yeah, we'll be doing the World of Final Fantasy review next time. That's going to be episode 69. But until then, I'm Scott. I'm Rich. Bye, everybody. Bye.